There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne, and I'm sitting across from Alex Berezowski from My Cigar Pack. Thank you, Alex, for flying in all the way from the DR. Thank you guys for having me. That that was a great uh, great pronunciation of the last name, so fantastic. I got coached a little bit, so that helps quite a bit. So, dude, thank you for making this an opportunity because we've been trying to do this for a long time, yeah. and, you know, stuff, covid Flights, things aren't happening. We couldn't connect, but now we're connecting. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I, uh, I've been wanting to visit for a while, and uh, I'm happy to to be here. I'm honored to be here, and thank you guys for your hospitality. I've, uh, now I got the scoop on the behind the scenes on the Boveda HQ, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and, dinner uh, last night was yeah, pretty fun. That was wild. Cigars afterwards, you know, yeah. all in all. It's always fun to get in a day early before you shoot the podcast. Yeah. And 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 have a little fun. And then, you know, later today we're gonna do the same thing. So can't wait. If you guys are all at all wondering what my cigar pack is, I think you need to check it out because what it is is essentially five cigars to your door every month, when you want them, where you want them. And the five cigars, Alex, they're based off of your Basically, strength profile, right? Mild, medium, and medium full. Correct. So there's two options. And what's the price point? $34.99 shipped to your door. So that's shipping included. Correct. That's amazing. So five cigars, you're not even paying 10 bucks a piece. Not even paying, you're paying seven, including shipping. Seven. Yeah. And these are premium cigars that you would find everywhere. Everywhere. For the most part. Yeah. For the Yeah. Based on your retail location. So why my cigar pack? Like why, like what happened to say, like, we need to provide something to the people that allows them to try more cigars? I guess I can always invert it to why not. But um, the, the actual response is I felt we needed to create something that would provide consumers with a constant delivery of a curation and with the involvement of the brands and manufacturers to actually get the product that they wanted to get out there. And it's a fun way for people to try different stuff. It's a different combination every month and see if they like it before they go out and venture and play around in their, their local brick and mortar or the different shops and wherever they buy. Um, I think it's a, it's a fun, a very, uh, highly educational way to learn about cigars and try them and see if you like them and, and connect more with brands. I think that's that's pretty much our, our mission. Uh, create growth for brands, consumers, ourselves, manufacturers. Um, that that's, that's pretty much the idea behind My Cigar Pack. Nice. So if some of you guys don't know Alex, Alex actually lives and is born and was raised in the Dominican Republic. So, Alex, you told me the other day, some of your neighbors, spout off some of your neighbors because when he started throwing these names out, I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I born and raised in Dominican Republic, never really been part of the cigar industry through family, but more through passion and, and interest. Uh, 
Guillermo León lives a block away from me. Hank Kellner lives behind me. Uh, now, Danny, Hanky Kellner is from Davidoff. Yes, correct. Master blender, world-renowned. Yeah. Guillermo Lamont? Guillermo León, president what of- What you said, yeah. Guillermo, I'm going to call him Guillermo. <laughs> you got the good Spanish pronunciation. I yeah. don't. Guillermo, who does, what, is, what is he known for? Guillermo León is president of La Aurora, the oldest, or oh one of gosh. the oldest. Yeah, correct. One of the so, oldest cigar factories in the world. La Aurora is- yeah, the oldest in the DR, correct? Yeah, 1906. They're actually less than a mile away from my house. They're factory. And now, we're obviously premium cigars, huge thing. They make a ton of premium cigars. Yeah. And they also make the famous Backwoods, right? Yeah, they make Backwoods and other brands uh, through their machine-made process. I mean, I don't care how fluent you are in your cigar process. I'm pretty sure most of us have all smoked a backwood before. I mean, it just is one of those things. If somebody's got a backwood pack and you're out camping or you're out fishing, yeah. you just smoke one. Like it's not going to kill you and it's not that bad of a cigar, but it's no <laughs> premium cigar. But the fact that this, I had no idea that La Aurora was making those. Yeah. That's like, and it's around the clock production of those because it's in such high demand. Correct. Unbelievable. 24-7. It is a high, highly efficient industrialized process of cigar making. Right. So they, they have a big chunk of that. So who else? You you listed basically Hanky Kellner from Davidoff, Guillermo from La Aurora. Yeah, Guillermo Leon, Hanky. Um, Daniel Nunez is just a couple a couple of blocks away. Uh, Hochi What's, as well. Hochi Blanco. Yeah. We all know Hochi Blanco. If you don't know Hochi Blanco, La Galera. A bunch of other brands that you probably have all tried that he makes. Tons of other Tabacalera brands. Tabacalera Palma. Yeah. Very uh, rich in history as well. The person you said before that, what does he know for? Daniel Nunez. Yes. Uh, president of General Cigars for beginning of the uh, 2000s. Actually, General Cigars brands are? Macanudo. Gloria Cubana. Oh, Gloria the, Cubana. Yeah, their general bought, bought off EPC's brand and then he started EPC. Yep. He sold so Gloria Gloria Cabana, Cabana. CAO. Yeah. All the some Macanudo. Macanudo. Um so you live basically in and amongst these what we would call idols of our time of like, you know, if you're in the cigar, if you enjoy premium cigars, you pretty much know Master Blender of Davidoff. And if, and if you don't, that's fine, but seek it out because these guys they're the they are the guys that make it happen. And you're sitting in and amongst them and you know them not just from being neighbors but you know them right yeah of course you just like that's the lifestyle yes so that's unbelievable i mean we have somebody who just is sitting in amongst those high profile people yeah and i'm sure those people are super humble right like i'm i'm putting them up on a pedestal because it's like to me it's like wow this is a lot of work to make this happen i've never taken it for granted how how good of a friendship I've built throughout the years, even before I was in the industry, um, either through my parents or through their kids that are my friends, like my age or, or contemporaries. But I've never taken for granted how much of of a, of a good friendship I've built with these individuals that when we're around other people that know them because of their their transcendence in the industry or, or their, you know, their their fame essentially and how they how humble they keep and 
I'm always in awe and in shock how people react. Oh, I just shook, you know, Carlito Fuentes' hand or, or Lito Gomez or Hochi. Like, you it's know, it's a big deal. As it's a, a big deal. Enthusiast? I took a picture with them. Yeah, and I see them as as my friends. Right. It's you know, a totally different relationship. It's a totally different. But I've never taken that for granted. I've I've never, you know, I understand the value of that friendship, um, in a in a friendship level, not in a mentorship level. That's a whole different segment that or whole different uh ballpark which i do also appreciate on a different level right but i do see him first as friends and and acquaintances um people that i have admiration respect for not as my as 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 the appreciation for who they are as cigar makers and then i do take that into consideration right on a second secondary uh well it's so hard for us in the states to get in front of these idols that are in the DR or in Nicaragua because yeah. they don't they don't always come to the United States. There's not always events for them to to show up to and for you to shake their hands. So like if you do get that opportunity, it's 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 cigar fame. You take it and you say, Wow, I got to shake somebody's hand who actually makes cigars that I enjoy every day. And that's really cool. And the yeah. fact that you're living in amongst them and know them and they're friends with you just makes me think, okay, now how much better is my cigar pack or the business that you're creating because of that relationship? And you don't need to answer that because that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> and it could be self-serving, right? Because he's obviously, Alex, you're going to say it's great, but it truly is great because I'm seeing what's coming out of the out of my cigar pack and I'm going, holy cow, like these are good cigars. And more importantly, I'm interested in knowing that if I'm going to spend my hard-earned dollars on a Yep. on a subscription, it's not going to be just uh, closeout sticks or it's not going to be sticks that anyone can get online. Like this is stuff that you get in brick and mortar that you get yeah. from a premium retailer. And there's a price to pay for that. And to be able to subscribe to your subscription and, and kind of get a discount for trying it, it makes it actually makes me glad because then I cannot, I, I'm not worried about like, if I didn't like a cigar or two cigars out of that pack, I'm not worried about it. But let's get back to being in the DR because that's where <laughs> it's at. So in the DR, I would assume that if I grew up on an island like that or something, I'd want to get out for college and get like, go get a world experience. Like, okay, I got to go. I've been here for 18, 20 years, whatever it was. And I got to, I got to go. What did you do? What was your move? Where were you going? Oh wow, that's a that's a good question. Um, yes and no. I've I've had different uh, experiences traveling around when I was a kid, more towards the United States, and having an, a, a very strong Americanized youth and Americanized culture. And I say and that. Why was that? Because I went to an American school since I was. You know, I was American a, style school American, in the DR. American school in the DR. Okay, so an American, American ran, American teachers, American ownership, really? Christian school, uh, Santiago Christian school. I was I was in that school since I was in kindergarten. So you hear my English. It's not. I'm full blown Dominican, born and raised. Uh, never really lived other than a few months outside of the Dominican Republic. So my English is not because I'm white and blonde it's because i went to an american school and i really lived the americanized culture when i was when i was younger and i and i say americanized is because when i i 
finished school at three and went back home, I would play American movies and I would play, you know, PlayStation two or three or one or whatever, uh, video games. Um, and I would do things that I would understand would, uh, keep me connected to that culture that I was so, um, intertwined with being, sure. being a kid and growing up as a kid you have to do what all the other kids are doing if they're playing playstation they're playing certain games they're listening yeah. to certain music they're doing certain videos you know all that i was wearing my patriots hat i i don't know if i should bring it no up. that's right you bring it up. yeah i'm gonna patriots get, a lot of, get a lot of haters but uh <laughs> since i was a kid the comment board is flying off the hook with all the comments <laughs> <laughs> boycott my cigar pack <laughs> No, in all seriousness, man, I, I've been a Laker fan since I was a kid, Yankee fan. I'm a big, big appreciator for, you know, the MLB, the NBA, the NFL. And I would connect with a lot of friends from different schools, and I wouldn't get that as much. Like, on a very small scale, you would have some people that were, you know, so passionate about different things uh, from the States. Well, that's a good maneuver there. <laughs> and... I wanted, I wanted at some point, I went, I did a pre-college enrichment program in Northeastern University when I was uh, going into my, uh, my senior year in high school. And I was kind of figuring it out if I wanted to go to the States or not. At the time, I wanted to study political science for some reason. And when the time came, there was a transition that I was playing golf at a national level. I would go to tournaments, play in Florida. There was a chance that I could have enough talent. And if I put on the, the discipline and dedication to, to, you know, make it to a college team maybe, but you know, my parents were very laissez-faire with me. You do whatever you want, take your time. Maybe if they were, if they had been a little more on top of me, maybe my path would have been different, but I, I wouldn't have liked that because I wouldn't have been where, where I am now. Right. And I'm, I'm the happiest with my day to day with what I'm doing with, it really moves me. It's, it's, it, it brings me a but lot. But how did of, you get there? So you decided not to go to school yeah. in the States and that was key. Like it, it was, it was kind of a mistake, right? It wasn't necessarily a decision. It was like when I, when I decided I may wanted to come to the States, I wanted to go to, uh, school in dc maybe boston because i had gone to boston to do that that summer program uh dc because my my uh, i have family there um and i i was late i was late when i had i i had years to prep for like sats and all this and i wasn't doing it and the bane of any adolescent kid. yeah you know you when you're in your teens and you kind of think, no, nah, you know, that doesn't affect me. I don't need to worry about that. And then push comes to shove and you're like, oh, there's a window. Correct. There is a window. And and more even so in the Dominican culture, I would say. Sure. And, and even, you know, you go back 10 years, things have changed a lot in terms of understanding that sometimes when you're 18 or 19, you're not ready to make decisions that are going to shape your future. And you just got to, you know, be a little more hands off and, and, and let you evolve and mature a little bit more right yeah you gotta and want it you right? got you, like, exactly you gotta want it in order to make it work you gotta want it and i didn't i wasn't sure if i wanted it and and sure you know my my parents were like hey you're late if you want to make it happen take your time and make it happen elsewhere or or some other uh time 
But I ended up staying in school in the Dominican Republic, which was the best decision because I that led me to, to the cigar industry. And I, uh, I went to law school and through my uh, law degree, I had an international business associate opportunity in upstate New York. So I went two years in 2012 and 2014, I completed a dual degree in international business associate that also op- opened up uh, a lot of possibilities and perspective. Nice. I lived in New York for summers, uh, a couple of years. That was great. And through being in, 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 in law school, I was 19 at the time and I was working as I've all my my parents have always taught me the value of, of getting to, to work early and, you know, there's, there's no slacking. Um, I was working with my parents when I was 18, 17, actually, before I, I graduated, I started working with them. That didn't pan out too well. And <laughs> with I, family, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Love my parents to death, but that didn't work out too well. I got to ask, so you said you lived in New York for a couple of summers? Yeah. 2012 and 2014. New York is hardcore. Yeah. The DR, I would assume, is nothing like New York. Nothing at all. So give me your first New York experience that you were like, wow, that was way rude. That's just New York. <laughs> I mean, it was upstate New York, completely different. Okay, so than, not inner city. Not inner I was in. I was in the city every you weekend. You still got to have some interaction that you were like, whoa. I have family in New York as well, and I've always been going to New York. Um, okay, so it wasn't a culture shock for you? It, no, not at all. No? Not at all. But did you have any like all of a sudden rude moments like somebody on the street that was just like, you know, casually? Yeah. Casually. I there's Dude. not a, a member a specific time I can pinpoint, often, but right? it happens often, <laughs> but I'm used to it. I'm very like I don't care. Right. I, you know. I'm I just okay remember going to New York and being like, man, people this are is... really in a rush around here. Yeah. And I'm over there going, "Oh, looking at everything." Yeah, Minnesota. They're probably like, "Get out of my way, <laughs> kid. I got to get to the office." Yeah. 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 So I was working in in a law firm part time. Good friend of my parents, a really amazing guy. And I wasn't feeling it. I I was sure at the time that I didn't want to do anything with law. I you know went over, sat down with my parents at the time. I had already started smoking cigars as soon as I turned eighteen because I I tried my first cigar when I was fifteen years old. Uh, wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Uh, didn't you, have a negative experience, so I loved it. I've always loved the 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 the, the aroma and the scent and the and the romance behind it. I, I always saw my dad smoking cigars, and it was like, man, I can't wait. So uh, I started smoking cigars formally and officially when I was 18 years old, and you know, yeah. I, I was really interested in, in learning more and diving into it. I bought my first my first box was a the Florida Dominicana box. It was a super cool box. Uh, I think I was like 18 going on 19. Point is, when I was 19, I was working here and I, I sit down with my dad and I told him, hey dad, I'm going to finish my law degree because I think it's going to help me better than if I lose a year and, and go on and drift on to business because I've always liked businesses and and, and business structures and, and building something and, and creating something and creating a product, creating a service. And I'm going to finish, but... I, I, I want to learn more about cigars. This is something that I think I could love because, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really into it. I know we have so many friends. Just call some of your friends. Call Carlo Fuente or Hochi or Lito or whoever. At the time, my dad was, uh, he's an architect. He was working at uh, Hochi's house. Something, Hochi went to school with my mom, good friends for 
years, right. decades. Um, I call him Uncle Hoach, even though he's not, we're not blood related. Right. Uh, such a good relationship. Uh, but point is, you know, he calls him up. He's like, hey, Alex wants to go to the factory and just learn a little bit about the process. Uh, you know, next thing you know, I go and day after that, he offered me a job. And Sweet. that's where it all changed for me. I, How old were you then? I was 19. 19? Yeah. So you're still going to university at in the DR? No, I graduated in uh, four or five years ago. No, 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 at the time. Oh, yeah. At the I was, time, I was you my were first... still going to university and you're like, oh, I'll just get a job at the cigar factory. I, that was my first year of college. Okay. Yeah. So freshman year of college. Yeah, as I was saying, I was, we no time to lose. I was working since I graduated, part-time, obviously. It wasn't yep. strenuous work. It wasn't right. crazy. It just just after hours, whatever. Whenever I wasn't working out or playing sports or going to school, I was I was working. And what, what did he have you doing there? First, first full year was, um, I came in the first couple of days and I gave some ideas and it, as I say, it was kind of a diamond in the rough because that was when Hochi was refocusing and reshifting his focus to more, um, more of his own integration to, to uh, producing premium cigars himself rather than just uh, making them for, for other people. Um, that's when Boutique Blends was kind of taking off yep. uh, their partnership. That same year, first year I got in the factory, they win number two cigar of the year, Cigar Aficionado. Crazy boom. Factory was going nuts. Uh, wow. So I experienced that big change from sure. pre-number two to... And that year, the number one was a Cuban. So it was essentially for the US market, that was the number one cigar. And which you, cigar was this? The uh, F55 Quattro. It was a 7 by 48 or 50 um, from Boutique Blends uh, Aging Room, F55. Okay. That was the last time they got the number one. And they Hochi just got was it last making year. it. Yeah. Because the one that just came out last year, AJ's making that one. Yes, that okay. was the Nicaragua. That yep. is the Nicaragua. Yeah. Made by AJ. So Hochi was making the number one cigar. And what year was that? 2013. 2013. Yeah. So you just saw the just immense amount of people wanting crazy. to try that cigar. It was crazy. I couldn't have gotten in at a better time because right. I was there for a couple months and then news came in. Everything was it was crazy. I had I had to get involved in different things through the process. Obviously, I had no say, but I was uh, helping with decision making in in the in the in the in the production process and things like that. Um, it was it was fun to see the ten year old rapper stored uh, the ten year old Indone Indonesian rapper stored that was used for that blend. It was crazy. I didn't believe it until they took me to room specialized broom just for that wrapper and i was enamored just like, and that's what they used on that cigar yes why the name do you know why the name f55 um they they were structuring a, a, a like a coding for the different they had the m21 m20 f55 it was like the, the 55th day of the year which was a friday the m21 was the 21st day of the year that they they decided on the blend which was a monday so that's why the m21 ah, so that's why kind of like a date code yeah like a julian calendar almost yeah i thought they were gonna go for like a musical concept because rafael right. nolal is a musician before yes. he's a cigar maker and and the quattro is is a is a musical uh yeah connotation right um but that's that's how they they went about that so first year he had me 
he had me picked up by Vinny. He's my great friend, business partner as well. He he says he's my second dad, although he's only like four years older than I. Um, <laughs> Wiser older brother, right? Yeah, he says he's he's my second dad. It's it's funny, but we would have to go to the farm at least two to three times a week. First thing in the morning, five a.m., five thirty a.m., pick me up, uh, have a cigar, see how the 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 plantation and the farm uh, be- behaved essentially. Right. Um, understanding production anywhere from subsoil and then going back to the production line in the factory and and seeing where I could bring in ideas or 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 implement um, programs that would help the efficiency of the factory that was kind of my my task for the first year or, or second year and then I shifted on to like taking on private label projects and then we started working with La Galera that I was very fortunate to be, be a part of that's Hoji's brand yeah yeah his new, basically, that's the brand he launches to set his own cigar on the market, right? He's launched Cibao in the 90s. Oh. Cibao was ranked by Cigar. It was one of the first Dominican cigars to be ranked. Um, I think it got like a 91 in So he's cigar. done this before. Yeah, but Then he, he's paired back. Yep. And didn't do it. Nope. And just made cigars for other people. Correct. So now, come the 2000s, he's like, okay, let's launch La Galea. Yeah. Wow. So you were part of that team. I was very lucky and fortunate to be part of that team. Nice. So through a, through a four and a half year process or four and a half year tenure, I went through a very dynamic process of of things that I was working on. First year was, as I said, very broad and general on how I could make things better or help with efficiency in the factory and restructuring. Second year, we remodeled the whole structure. We had a two big new warehouses that we had to design and help as I was part of that. But then it shifted to like working with big name catalogs on private labels, working with international clients, developing their brands. Sure. Uh, and then more of like strategic development, marketing, a little bit of everything. So right. that was, I couldn't have wanted a better school yeah of uh tobacco and it was probably a small enough team that you had to wear a lot of hats right so it's like you can't i'm not just hiring you to do one thing you kind of got to be nimble and like move around and be able to pick stuff up and you know master of none but jack of all exactly exactly love it yeah so in college started working for a cigar company did you, when was the next transition to the next job? Was it like that carried you all the way through your college career? And then it was like, okay, now what do I need to do? What do I want to do? And did you come out of that uh, college with like a law deg- degree? Is that what you said? Like a law? Yeah. Yeah. Law I, I graduated as a lawyer and a dual degree in international business. That came helpful. That became very uh, helpful when... I'm in my fourth year working with Hochi and Pro Cigar decides to create a different branch to focus on strategic business development where they would have an individual that had experience that one was a lawyer and two that had cigar knowledge. And it's like, well, this, this he's very young, but he, he literally meets the two criteria that we want. And I was 
I was shocked that that yeah. they would even consider me and they interviewed me they they asked Tochi for hey we we need somebody and I think Alex is is suitable for the job and with all the that that he's been able to build with you guys the connections and relationship he knows everybody in the in the in the members and I got offered the job and I and I told Tochi hey this is a big leap for me and it gives me a different perspective I want to come back at some point um but I think this is going to be very beneficial for my trajectory, and and I got the job as a business uh, development or strategic development director for Pro Cigar, um, Dominican Cigar Association of Cigar Manufacturers. Dominican Association of Cigar Manufacturers um, was mentored by uh, Hanky, Lido, EPC, all these guys. Abe, they're they're really all my mentors. We would have weekly meetings and. Uh, discuss different things and 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 things that uh, we would need to work on as an industry to help uh, the 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 cigar community, not just in the Dominican Republic, but uh, globally. You know, we we took on appeals of of lawsuits with the standardized packaging in Australia, uh, meeting with big uh, associations and and and. Um, there's a lot you have to do, right? Collectives so, that, yeah. All those manufacturers need to band together because right. they're, they're all fighting the same fight, right? We're all individual businesses. We all want to sell our brands. But if any one market gets choked out and you can't sell your brand to it, it's bad for everybody. Yeah. So if, if we can't sell to Australia, the U, EU, the United States, all of that, they need to fight together. And you kind of were telling me, because I was like, really, what does Pro Cigar do other than the festival? That's all I see is like the big celebration. But that's just the celebration side of it. The actual work behind it is to make sure that manufacturers and people that need to get the cigars distributed, whether it's importing goods, exporting goods, whether you're you know, working about bans, whether you're working about um, cigar rights and legislation. Rectifying regular fiscal and positive uh, legislation that was affecting the, 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 the gram or the collective of pro cigar or the whole country, actually. Sure. Um, you know, competition law uh, principles that were being violated in terms for, for different uh, of the members, um, how to get these members better positioned globally. Um, so, you know, it was very fun to, to speak with people and say, hey, well, I, th I thought Pro Cigar was just a festival. And I say, well, one, it's never been just a festival. Behind the scenes, you've got Catherine Gibre, who was uh, executive director at the time, uh, pupil of uh, Hanky Kellner's and Davidoff, and Tabadom now has has her own stuff with with uh, different people in the industry. She's a, an amazing individual. Uh, she was the one that act actively pursued uh, me for the job, so I thank nice. her for that uh, immensely. But they've always been working on these these things. They just needed somebody to specialize on on just doing that because you know imagine Hanky working at Davidoff and trying to meet up with the different uh, political cabinets and 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 organizations uh independent organizations in the dr trying to get things done pro cigar has a seat in a lot of uh big organizations like um the export import association of the country uh tabadom sorry tabadom no in tobacco tabadom is is a Davidoff company in the Dominican Republic but, but in tobacco it's just the institute of tobacco in the Dominican Republic we're the only 
country in Latin America with an institute, a specialized institute, which is a decentralized government branch. Oh, wow. Uh, essentially funded by by government uh, funds. And we had a seat in the board. We're only seven seats and ProSigar uh, had a seat. So nice. we would be in every of, of the... Um, uh, monthly or bi-monthly meetings to have a say in, in different policies that would help the small producers or the large producers and policy, general policies that would help uh, tobacco production overall. Yeah. Maybe it didn't have anything to do intrinsically with, with tobacco growing, but it was directives that were going to affect uh, the way that um, tobacco growing process and structure was going to be right. uh, molded. So, so a lot of things. A key role in making sure we all get cigars. Yeah. I mean, without another, it, it's another like, words, yeah. So pro cigar, you don't probably even know of them. And yet they're working hard to make sure you guys keep getting these premium cigars every day at your brick and mortar, wherever you're getting these. I mean, that's essential. I mean, that's thanks for doing that work. That's unbelievable. No, I, th I think I'm thankful for the opportunity and I'm, I'm thankful for Pro Cigar to keep doing it. Right. Uh, very strong association and not just for the Dominican Republic, for for global. Right. Panorama helps Nicaragua. It helps Honduras. It helps everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think they're doing the same as well. Nicaragua has, has, a, has a strong association. It's getting stronger um, and other countries are doing the same thing. So I applaud that. So how long did you work for Pro Cigar then? Two plus years, two and a half years. Sure. So then Pro Cigar happens. Now, what are you thinking? Like, what made you decide, <laughs> let's go start my own company. I'm ready. What What was the creation story of my cigar? How did it even get, who, who thought the idea? Yeah, I don't want to dwell too much on the transition before actually starting my cigar pack and cigar yard, but summer... Uh, actually spring 2018 I was in my second year working with Pro Cigar and my old boss Vinny Hochi's nephew had left the company and wanted to start his own thing we were exchanging ideas and you know the opportunity propped up to start a distribution structure in in, in Florida in the United States and perspective being from the Dominican Republic in the United States for here yeah uh, that propped up and um Use taking taking on Hochi's old importation structure and kind of combining that because he wasn't really taking advantage of it. He wasn't really wanting to. And I became a partner in that. Um, obviously, I was still in Pro Cigar and I still I wasn't full on with that. And then another project came along in uh, South America with some individuals through one of my uh, one of my good good friends really one of my best friends and, and his and his dad and and that didn't take off but my mind was already corrupted with uh with ideas of things that we could do and come summer 2018 he's like all right um what do you want to do if you want to do something with cigars what do you want to do at the time specialized Cigar of the Month clubs or subscription services, whatever you want to call it, in a specialized manner, there were just a couple. Right. I would see them, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I, I would see them as a traditional way of writing inventory X's or just, you know, we're not moving that. Let's just put it in something fun. Oldest book in the, you know, oldest trick in the book, you know, uh, Netflix, just, subscription services have been around forever. Right. And it's just a matter of way how 
companies and structures and, and industries and segments modernize and, and use it to their advantage and create specific and special uh, programs to to take advantage of them. And essentially, that's what big catalog companies were, were doing at some time. And then you you had one or two players that were doing really specialized niche um, or micro niche um, services through a subscription services in the premium cigar industry. And I say, hey, we can we can take the advantage of our relationships with all the manufacturers in the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua and Honduras and all over the world. And, and if I don't know them, hey, I'll just call Hochi or call somebody, introduce me, and we'll get it going. I've always been a very uh, big believer in that we have to see eye to eye, you know, sit down, have a handshake, look at each other in the eye before we do business. But that is certainly enabled by the relationships that I had and, and the people that were uh, close to me had. And I said... I want to do this and I want to do a special pro a special um, e-commerce structure where brands are going to be comfortable enough that we're going to represent them how they want to be represented. We want to be loyal competitors to brick and mortar because I don't want to go in, into a in, into online retail and see my favorite cigar with a big flash sale 30% off when we could redesign that and take a 20% margin ourselves by, you know, giving out reward points by giving out free shipping and different add-ons before we affect the brand's image by discounting it. You don't sure. want to do that. At the right. end of the day, it doesn't matter if this cigar is eight, nine, 10, 11 dollars. It's still a luxury good. Right. You know, when you think about luxury, you may think, you know, a porcelain structure that may be hundreds of dollars or or high-end shoes that are three hundred dollars. But no matter if this is eight or a fifteen dollar stick, it's a luxury good. So you don't want a luxury good presented and 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 being marketed as as a non luxury good. And right. that's what I felt um, some online structures were were lacking. I couldn't open up my shop in the U.S. I'm not a U.S. citizen yet. I'm trying to to work my way around that. But um, I thought that was the the way to go, and I thought we could do it. I thought. We had the relationship and we had the intention. You know, I told uh, one of my, as I said, the same person, my, my best friend's uh, dad. And we we had a conversation. We, we met up with uh, our other partner, outstanding individuals. I was I was reluctant and hesitant at first because, you know, I didn't want people to, to come in and, and bring ideas to what I thought was a really good um, plan. But we hit it off. Sure. And started planning summer of 2018, started flying out every single month, sometimes twice a month, many times twice a month since October of 2018. Uh, by March, we were ready to go. You're uh, flying to Miami. Miami, yeah. back and forth. Yep. From the DR. Back and forth. Then, to uh, get my cigar pack started, figured out. I would, I, would, I would honestly just fly and sit down with people. I would go... You know, sometimes I would just fly in, grab a car, drive four and a half hours to Tampa, have a meeting, 15 minutes, drive back down to Miami, meet with other people. I would, I wanted to get the intention out. I wanted, I wanted to cement a foundation. It wasn't just, hey, let's just set everything up. Hey, what do you got? You can sell me. No, no that's, that's not the approach. The approach is, do you understand what we're trying to do here? Are you on board to be a partner? Do you understand that there is growth for you, for me, for the consumer and for just everybody involved, well, then if you see eye to eye, we can get going. And I don't say that in a in a way that 
that makes that makes it come off like we're you know we're we're the we're the hot stuff you get right. you got to get on or if not you're you're losing but you want to make sure that we, you're aligned exactly we want to yeah. make sure that we see eye to eye that we're aligned and we see that we want to make sure that there's that people see the value in it that partners see the value in it and brands are not just brands that we carry they're partners because they understand that their sacrifice has to has to be um uh you know challenge with with our sacrifice so it can it can it can uh yield sustainable and and efficient growth and and per and with purpose right with purpose is is purpose and intention are key so we were ready to launch in in march we had some setbacks we we did like some some tests uh midsummer i think we uh second week of june we had to cut it and then relaunch our official launch was september 1st of 2019 so more than a year year change year three four months of just planning the structure so yeah planning your work and then planning, work your plan. planning 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 plan your work work your plan good advice yeah so you took a, lo a long time to get it out but that was intentional and you wanted to make sure that whatever you were producing it's going to be good for the consumer good for the company that's giving their brand uh, basically an advertising platform through you, know, you got to make sure okay is my cigar pack going to represent my brand well? But I, when talking to you, you had a good quote because it's like, at the time, yes, there weren't a ton of different subscriptions available to people. Yeah. But now there are quite a few. And you hit the scene in 2019, which then is the spawn of pretty much a lot of them. Yeah. You know, from a standpoint of even my perspective of me going what was this? And that's why we started to understand it because it was, like you said, it was something new that was ga gaining more and more attention than just, hey, this is a monthly cigar club that you might give as a gift. It yep. was more or less, I started to notice people in shops and other people that were aficionados or cigar enthusiasts, they would say, I want to subscribe to something to make this process of trying cigars easier. Yeah. Because a lot of times- and no, no dig to any brick and mortar, but you are subject to the local brick and mortar that you have available. And if that local brick and mortar is not a place you feel comfortable or it's not a place that you can get everything you want to try, and now with the spawn of Instagram and Facebook and social media, I can see all the brands. I see all the brands. Some of them I know, some of them I don't know. Some of them pop up, like one popped up yesterday. I'm like, I don't even heard of this one. Yeah. But you want to try it. Correct. Because you are excited about trying new cigars. So then you look to a subscription plan to provide that. But it's like, okay, now in 2019 and especially 2020, what subscription plan is right for me? And your quote, you said, we're not reinventing the wheel here. <laughs> we are just trying to make it go faster. Yeah. What in the world are we trying to make go faster? Because that's a that can be... You know, misconstrued yeah, in a lot of different of course, ways. Like, absolutely. what's fast? Are you just trying to get me cigars and get me out of your out of your hair? Yeah. Are you trying to get me cigars fast every month? Like, what's explain it a little bit? Yeah. Uh, thanks for quoting that. I, uh, I I love that quote. It's uh, it's something I really believe in. And when I say that, I don't mean it in the literal context of 
going faster, but I mean it in more of purpose and efficiency. So we're not trying to create something that nobody's seen before. We're just trying to make it more purposeful and we're trying to make it more efficient for everybody involved. So the way that we work and the way that my cigar pack structured is 70% of the brand of the, of the consumer base is going to buy their stuff online. Um, I'm a big believer in brick and mortar structure and I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm ecstatic when members are in constant communication telling me, Hey, I tried this cigar and I comfortably went to my local BNM and told them you need to carry this. Or I tried the cigar that I didn't have, I didn't know about before that is $14 in the store in the shop. And I got it for half that price in my cigar pack, but I only got it once because we're sending combination, different combinations each month. And I liked it so much that I went to the local shop and I bought a box. Even if we have it for sale in cigar yard, even if we have it, even if, even if we're offering it there, because the idea is growth and the idea is growth for everybody. We're trying to make it, we're trying for everybody to grow and faster. the fact, not faster, but in, in, in an efficient manner, how can, how can that person go and comfortably risk not liking a $14 cigar for in a, in a box purchase where they could do it in a fun process without even having to think about it and with a, a platform that is working with the brands that make that cigar to get it to them, not because they took a quiz and nothing against that, but not because they took a quiz or because I think I'm the expert curator or, or what have you. Again, nothing against that, but because the brands who designed the blend, who made the product and got it out there, did it with a purpose it, and it's for people to enjoy that type of cigar. So the fact that somebody can try that cigar through this fun platform and say, I liked it and then go and pay those, you know, what the 10, 10 box for $14, $140 per box before risking buying that and not liking it is much more efficient than, you know, risking that uh, higher expense and not liking it. And then, you know, saying, I'm not going to try that sure. or actually not, not even, uh, not even going as far as to, hey, I'm not going to pay $140 for a ten or for for a ten pack for a ten box, right. ten count box. I'm just not going to do it. It's not worth the risk. But if I got it at half the rate and I liked it, the chances are that I'm probably gonna 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 be more uh, propensed to buy that box because I tried it. And you don't sell the cigars at the same rate as my cigar pack on Cigar Yard. No, we sell it full. So it's still. Uh, guarding the fact that, hey, the cigar is valued at the MSRP. Correct. It's just the fact that we want people to try these cigars faster so that they can have an opportunity to see what they like. Yeah. Again, as I mentioned before, not liking it, not liking cigars that my cigar pack sends you is part of the process. So, you know, that's interesting, right? Yeah, that is. Because some of the other ones are like trying to curate towards your palate, maybe possibly, you know, not putting five cigars in a pack and putting only a few and making it so that they're just really good all around for everybody. But you're saying that regardless of whether it's good or all good for everybody, you're saying, Hey, let's, let's just put it out there. If you like it, you like it. If not, that's part of the process. But we've all had that too. Like I've gone into brick and mortars, tried a cigar that somebody recommended to me and I didn't like it. Yeah. Or I recommended something to somebody and I remember them being like, ah, oh, that kind of tastes like candle wax to me. I'm like, what? But manure. That, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, manure, <laughs> candle wax. That 
that person's palate is just different than mine. Correct. And so every that person's palate is different. Is the key here? Absolutely it's like, different. It's it's always yeah. You're just we're not going to see eye to eye every time. So retrohaling is a big aspect of smoking cigars, and a lot of people don't retrohale, and it's fine. That's that's what people have to understand. It's fine. That doesn't mean they're not they're not doing it correctly. You're not getting the full um, spectrum of the smoke. You're not getting the you know there's People say, scientists say that the the, no, the nostrils have more than 700 uh, sensing points in terms of of uh, feeling different notes and flavors. Uh, some say it's 300, some others say it's 500, but the mouth has five, and you can relate in a in a more um, in a mo- much more expand expanded and and. Um, ample way when you retrohale constantly but my experience retrohaling every single puff that i take as opposed to use if you hypothetically didn't didn't retrohale doesn't mean mine is correct and yours incorrect it just means it's different and we may have the exact same taste like we talked about liking the the habana wrapped cigars and and getting earthy floral notes breaking down these these cigars by somebody's subjective um, appreciation of the smoke is not going to get you and myself the same experience, even though we may like those traditional um, flavors and traditional um, experiences and the earthiness and the floral notes and whatever, because you're going to smoke it in a different way. You're going to have had more coffee than I did that morning. Sure. You're going to have a hefty breakfast. And I was, I was only going to have a muffin that day. And when I tried that cigar, well, I tried a lot of, I felt strong, bittery. And at the same time, like salty notes, salty caramel or whatever, whatever you want to call it, that made that experience completely different than yours. Yep. The general, um, general flavor spectrum is going to be there. It's either going to be a little earthy, or or the sweetness is going to be more of more of a floral sweetness instead of a dried fruit sweetness. And things been on a macro perspective that that it's going to have uh, a similar uh, you know aroma and flavor connotation to it. But in specifics, which is what people usually try to hop on when when subjectively describing a smoke is going to be completely different and that's why palettes are always going to be different and what you did that day what you did the day before what you ate what you're drinking how you're emotionally feeling at the time you're smoking a cigar is going to completely affect your experience with the smoke um when you're doing when you're constantly having the same thing or when you're trying it more than more than uh one or two times or when you're having the same routine is when you have a more concise approach through your palate and you have a more, um, I want to say, um, aligned uh, perspective of, of the experience. But bottom line is palates are different. Right. And so with that in mind, though, this kind of, you know, mood, your history of, of almost anything affects the way you perceive that cigar. I've always been a believer. I think you are as well. Trying that cigar twice. Yeah. At least twice, maybe three times. Yeah. But definitely like, you know, if it's so far off my palate, I may never try it again. Who knows? Or I might come back to it years later. You know, oh man, the last time I tried that was in 
2012. I didn't really like it then, but well, try it now. Never know. Might change. Yeah, I go back and forth with a lot of subscribers on a daily basis, emails, calls, uh, Instagram DMs. And some will say, hey, I, I, dude, loved three cigars out of the five. I'm like, good. Now you know the two that you would, in my opinion, have to give one more shot, at least one more shot. If you didn't like a cigar, could be uh, bad construction. Unfortunately, that happens sometimes. They're made by hand, human mistake. Um, try it again. And if you don't like it now, you know that, you know, you're not going to pay that full pop at your local brick and mortar. But those three, you know you like. And that's great. Not liking cigars that we sent you is part of the experience. Now, if you're a subscriber and you've gotten two consecutive deliveries of five cigars that were completely awful to you, well, then maybe this is not for you. And I don't say in a negative way. I'm, I'm trying to save you your, your hard-earned uh, 35 bucks. Don't spend it on my cigar pack if you had two consecutive really negative experiences because we, we certainly don't do that intentionally. We certainly work with the brands and manufacturers to get that curation in there because they think it's beneficial for you. It right. may be something new that they're just releasing. It may be something old that's being revisited and being revamped. It's being it's probably something that they want to push on a certain you know demographic. Um, and if the five cigar combination is not is not apt to you for two consecutive months and i'm not saying religiously two consecutive months maybe you got really unlucky for two consecutive months but the whole idea is try different things right and if you don't like what the manufacturers think is 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 good for you if you like you know either rare stuff there's a there's a club for that if you like um you know a different approach there's there's probably right. a club for that um, so who's picking the cigars at my cigar pack it, it's a it's a it's an ongoing process of being communicating with uh, all the brands and manufacturers every single day, uh, back and forth, whether it be emails, DMs, calls. Where I'm in constant communication. I've already planned November, but that may change coming up into November. We just have to assure that product is there at least two weeks before we age it. We uh, acclimate the product after its shipment for at least a week, and we prepare it in the packs and let the Bovida acclimate inside the packs for at least a week inside our age room, and then we start shipping out. Sure. So uh, it's a it's constant communication. Sometimes we've we're you know the you'll see in the upcoming October delivery we have two new releases that just came out, but they just came out one week ago. So sure. they're going to have three weeks out in the market. But at the same time, we're going to have things in there that were released four years ago. Sure. Um, a cigar needs to be aged before it leaves a factory. I, I believe in aging, but when the cigar leaves a factory, it's ready to be smoked. Sometimes it can get better. Sometimes it can lose oils and different flavors that the manufacturer um, strategically planned for you to have when they design that smoke. For, 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 there's a two-year window that they think they're going to sell that cigar, and they they blend it in a certain way for you to get those oils and notes and that may fade away if you age for three or four years. And let's talk about that a little bit because I don't think a lot of people know actually what you're tasting. And somebody who um, is not at all into cigars asked me when I was camping this last weekend, why, why do you not inhale a cigar? I said, well, we don't inhale it because we don't need to inhale it to taste it. What we're tasting are the oils and sugars that come through the smoke 
get onto our palate. And that's why I always tell people, like, I like cigars that are chewy. And when I mean chewy, sometimes when I put my teeth together, they stick because the oils and the sugars are on my teeth. They're on my palate. I'm tasting that constantly as I'm smoking this. So for me, uh, understanding the fact that the oils and sugars are what I'm seeking out of the cigar then means... I got to make sure that it's properly humidified. Yeah. That's why it's so important because as humidity is either gained or lost, those oils and sugars, if it's gained, it's muted. If it's lost, they gone. They're not coming back. The oils were evaporated. They're not coming back. You can rehumidify the actual plant, the the tobacco itself, but you can't get back all that flavor. It's just like open a bottle of wine. It's not going to stay good forever. Too much oxygen eventually. It's going to peak and turn into vinegar. Yeah, we, we've always tried to focus on aging and, you know, cigars age 12 years or eight years or six years. I'm a big, as I said, big believer in, in aging and, and storing things properly at, at the proper, you know, Bovida is amazing for that. I've always been a big believer on how easy, you know, laid back it is. You just set it up and, and leave it to the to the smart Bovida technology to take care of your cigars, but... Um, when but I'm what's trying- nice too, though, is that it's in this pack. Yeah. And the pack, because um, you picked a really nice bag, yeah. the bag itself has a really good moisture barrier, aluminum foil basically on the inside. Yeah. That's important for us when we're getting stuff shipped to us because yeah. at the end of the day, trucks are hot, shipping is hot, yeah. a warehouse is hot. And that Bovida pack is going to keep going. And, you know, if you set a bag out, of cigars, it happened to me yesterday. I was out on a patio, set the bag out of cigars, started to build condensation on the inside of the bag because yep. the cigars are giving up their humidity. And eventually, if that happens too much, they're going to give up their oils yep. and then it's gone. So it's so nice to see that the quality is being taken care of because ultimately- it's the first thing. Yeah. Ultimately, first and foremost. if I don't have a humidor, I just don't need one with this process. Yeah. Now- Obviously, I want to eventually get into a humidor, but the nice thing is that anybody who signs up for a subscription like this, they can have cigars readily available and they can keep them good for up to a year, yeah. a whole year. At least. You, I mean, it's not like, oh, quick, hurry up and smoke these. Remember They're going to the, go bad. Uh, remember the Mexico story? What's the Mexico story? Six and a half weeks in customs sitting oh, in Mexican yeah, heat. Oh, yeah, for you. Pack is delivered after seven weeks. Client opens, subscriber opens the bag and he says, I couldn't believe it. Isn't that amazing? And the Boveda wasn't even dried. That's the key though, but it's because of the bag. It's because of yeah. the way you acclimate the cigars. It's yeah. because they're not coming to you dry, you know? Yeah. Like we, all that matters. Through that through that extensive period of testing and pre-launch um, Q1 of 2019, we did a lot of, of uh, trial shipments where we would measure um, an average um, humidity content in the bag and in the cigars when we would pack them and ship them out to the DR immediately I would receive them two weeks oh, actually a week but I would leave one more week just to see how the, how the one week of extra acclimation would factor in and then how that would di- how, how that would differ from pre-packaging it one week letting it sit in our humidor and then shipping it out to the DR and the the difference is is substantial and it's shocking. And that is a staple for us. Acclimating within this 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 pouch, with this within this packaging for at least a week before we ship it out. We try to do seven to ten days. Sometimes we're in a bit of a rush and we don't right. do the ten days, but a week is a staple. Yeah. 
And, you know, as you were saying, these are amazing travel humidors. We acknowledge that a lot of the subscribers are, are uh, new smokers and and uh, this is a great opportunity. That's why we had the, the mild and now the mild to medium strength because sometimes there's people that prefer milder smokes, but at the same time, there's a lot of entry uh, entry level consumers that are just getting started with cigars and you don't want to send them. Uh, right. Not, I'm not going to say bombs, but I'm not. I don't want to say uh, stronger cigars or or more complex sure. cigars or. Um, but yeah. making that selection easy for me, you know, wherever I fit on the yeah. spectrum, is it mild to medium or medium to full? And that's a thing that fluctuates. And the nice yeah. thing about it is that you can change it every month. Yeah, I could go back and forth. I could say, hey, it's getting into this. My palate's getting into this style. It's starting to become Thanksgiving, richer meals, holiday seasons, yeah. colder. I mean, all that factors into it. So, boom, just switch my pack to the full. And you Great. can pause your subscription, which is also, hey, dude, I have so many cigars right now. I got I to gotta pause it for two months. Go on your dashboard, press the uh, pause button, and then two months in, you go into your dashboard, sign in, click on activate, laissez-faire. You can got... Don't, don't have right. to do anything else. But as I was saying, these are good entry entry level products in, in the mild medium, not just in terms of the the, the strength and, and how they're designed, but these are great humidors, as you were saying. Yeah. You, you open them up and then you reseal them. And if you have enough, whereas you want to move on to a humidor, I've told people, I've, I think I've told probably like 10 or 12 people in the last couple of weeks, hey, what do I get? What it, I'm like... Go to your local hardware store or whatever convenience store, supermarket. Get do the Bovida method. Get a couple of large Tupper doors, open them up, uh, throw in a couple of uh, Bovida. Let them let, let let it season and and get that plastic scent out. Get it get that Bovida absorbed. Take the Bovidas out. Put the cigars in. Throw a couple of Bovidas in there. Sit back and uh, enjoy your day. Forget about it. Um, if you want to get something more fancy, more of a, a, a decor and ornament and something prettier for the house, go buy a humidor. But if not, right. you know, a Tupper door is, is good enough. Throw some Bovida packs in there and you're good to go. Good to go. Ziploc ones don't have any smell. Yeah, Anyways, exactly. plug, shameless plug. Plug. <laughs> uh, no sponsorship. Uh, let's talk about kind of the tagline that I see a little bit, when you want it, where you want it. So whenever you're getting into cigars, whether you're new into cigars or old, one of the biggest problems is when I want it and where I want it. And it yeah. seems to always happen to you at the wrong time, right? You got a, you got some cigars in the shop bag that sat a little too long. Maybe they weren't humidified with Bovida. You go to like light the fire in the backyard. You're having a bonfire you pull out that cigar, pour that scotch or that drink, and you go, dang it, this is harsh. Yeah. It did, it's not tasting the way it was when I was in the shop. Yeah. So to me, the biggest problem is like, I got to have a reliable source yeah. of stability for this cigar. And that's the quote unquote humidor problem, right? Yeah. I got to be able to have cigars when I want them and where I want them. And that's the nice thing about this. It just provides it for you. You got it. You can travel with it. You can throw it away when you're done. You got everything you need. And when you want them, where you want them, sounds cliche, but it's true. That's true. the number one problem we're trying to solve. Like, I want a good cigar when I want it. Do I have to add anything to that? No, man, you, I sold it. Are you a Nailed my, it. Are you a My Cigar Pack spokesperson? Nice. Sold it. 
Yeah, I, th- I don't think I can add anything to that. But that it's is, true, though, it's right? It's on point. Like, yeah, and absolutely. You, you know people who've had that problem, right? Like, I mean, or you've done it yourself. I've done it myself. I've been like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, this is not. This isn't good. Yeah, that is that is one up. of one of the the um the the big aspects uh on on behind when I want it where I want it. So other elements uh fit into that as as you know I think we were probably the first subscription that was starting to ship ad hoc and shipping ad hoc means we ship every single day. If you subscribe on the third you get them on the third of next month, every 30 days. If you want to change it, you change it to any date. Um, if it's on, if you subscribed on the 20th and then next month you're on the third and you're like, man, I can't wait for my cigar pack. You go on your profile and you click on renew now and that automatically renews your subscription and we'll be processing your order within 48 oh, really? hours. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Or you could email so, me and say, hey, dude, just change my, my, I get paid on the 14th or the 15th. Change my subscription to the 15th. I was originally on the on the 12th, and that was kind of messing me up. Uh, just change That's that for me. Yeah. So most subscriptions only ship on certain dates, like yeah. either the 1st or the 15th or the 30th or whatever. Yeah. And that's like, you know, regardless of when you sign up. Correct. But my cigar pack ships whenever you sign up, and then you can change it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. You can change it yourself. Learning. I was going to ask you what is different about my cigar pack, yeah. and that's one of them. That's one of them. That's is there any other ones that I need to be aware of? Like pointed out, like blatantly obvious that I already don't even know. Um, well, strength profile selection, which is one, we're the only one that you can select your strength profile. We don't want mild smokers to get strong cigars, and we don't want strong cigars that like strong cigars to get mild smokes. If you want to switch it up and mix it up, that's perfect. Uh, we used to do the medium. And the medium evolved. One of the big things that we do is listen, adapt. Uh, let's see. What's the catchphrase? Uh, listen or learn, adapt, react. So that's kind of a big philosophy in, in our program. Give us your feedback. You know, we may not do what three people say, but if 70 people say the same thing, there's a pattern there and we might implement it just to see how it's going. One of the things that we did was we simplified from three options to two. We had the medium, the mild, the medium, and the full. And we combined mild, mild, medium, and medium cigars in the mild to medium pack. And then we fused the medium, medium to full, and full-bodied cigars in the medium to full pack. We eliminated the medium, and we substituted that with uh, the six-pack builder, in Cigar Yard, our sister company. What we had the medium become throughout a year of change was a combination of things. A lot of people would say, hey, I just want a combination of things. I want to get mild, I want to get medium, and I want to get full cigars. The problem was, one, it was a very small and limited amount of people that wanted that, but you can't you can't alienate them. You can't not listen to them. And you know, we adapted and we figured out the best way that we could do that was Okay, let's just take this out from my cigar pack and make it super simple. But at the same time, let's use our platform that we have in Cigar Yard and let's give them something that can adapt to to their needs. And the six-pack builder allows you to add any six cigars. 
doesn't matter. Any any six cigars that we have available in singles, and we have a lot available in singles in Cigar Yard, add the six, and you get a fifteen percent discount, which is very close to to the uh, the pricing on on a 35, 35 to forty dollar range. You're getting a fifteen percent discount. You're getting free shipping, and you're you're able to add two mild cigars, two medium bodied cigars, and two full cigars. Sure, it's a fun. It's a fun way of, of getting, uh, giving you an opportunity to play around with with your selection, and at the same time, not have um, that small population have an option and and kind of complicated for most people that weren't selecting the medium or were just right. selecting the medium because they thought it was just medium strength closer to full or medium strength closer to to mild. Now you have a combination. You either like milder cigars, or you like stronger cigars. Right. I like the fact that the medium is kind of in both because I think there's that opportunity to bridge the gap, yeah. right? So even mild cigars and medium cigars can be very palatable. Yeah. And I almost think that people who are starting out should start out in the medium profile because that there can be a lot of flavor um, and a lot of um, sometimes a lot of complexity, but just a lot of flavor that can go unmissed if you just stick with mild. Because mild can blow up in your face. Yeah. If you smoke it too fast, if it's not properly humidified, if you you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. If you know. Yeah, mild, mild, things. mild. You you say mild because traditionally mild cigars are, are, are wrapped with 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 lighter and more delicate wrappers, like you know. And that's thin, changing thin now too. It is changing. Like a lot of the manufacturers are saying, like, well, this is a light wrappered cigar, but it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. So even you can't judge a book by its cover. And, you know, this is not the 90s anymore. You know, like this is totally different cigar market. Yeah, there's, it's it's changing. And uh, there's patterns that you know, we've seen throughout the last couple of years. There's a lot of, there's less people smoking 60 Ringo cigars than a few years back. And there's a lot of people that like the flavor profiles of wrappers that are traditionally used for mildly strength uh, you know, mild strength or mellow cigars in terms of strength that, you know, people want more, more of a kick to these, to these, these, these flavorful, lightly uh, blended in terms of strength cigars. And Let's set the tone though, for what the industry is going to say is strength. Yeah. What does that mean? What the industry is going to say, what body is yeah. and what flavor is. Let's just set the tone for maybe somebody who doesn't know. So strength is? Strength is the nicotine content that the tobacco yields, tobacco leaf yields to the cigar. Uh, is you know, traditionally divided by the, the, the stage where it is in the in the. In the uh, the, the fermentation the, process, not just the fermentation process, but in the growing the process where the leaf is placed in the in the plant and its exposure to the sun yields more oils and strength to the to the leaf. Okay. So you've got the seco, you've got the viso, and you've got the ligero. Traditional definition. There's other that have the medio tiempo up top and other, sure, uh, other. But traditionally, you know, three structures. Three the, the higher your your the leaf is placed on the on the plant, the more exposed it's going to be to sunlight and the more it's going to yield oils and strength. And the nicotine is going to be more latent. So strength is Wait, nicotine. More latent, like less? Latent as in uh, more uh, uh, vivid. The strength is going to be more ah, vivid with, su- with uh, sun exposure. So strength is directly related to nicotine content and, and, and that's, that's just strength. Body, traditionally... 
when you call a cigar a medium body, you're talking about strength. But body by itself, if you're talking about body, it's the density and the complex, not complexity, the density of this, of the, of the, of the smoke. Yeah. Uh, the body, if, if it's, if it's, if it's a full bodied cigar and you're not referring to the traditional definition of full body, it's talking about strength. You're talking about the density of the smoke, however chewy, how, how much chewy, you know, you get, you get chewiness, you get a dense smoke. That's a full body. Uh, usually it's related to complexity and, um, and how it sits on your palate. And how it sits on your palate. The dynamism that the smoke feels on, on, on your palate. And, you know, um, mild or, or more, more of a medium-bodied, lower in terms of uh, the, in the lower spectrum of body. It's a less dense smoke. It's uh, less chewy, uh, less complex for, for, for the general um, for the general appreciation. And then flavor is just flavor. Flavor the is... complexity is, is, and like... All the different flavors you're tasting come from all the different the the leaves that they put in there, all the different types. Complexity, I, I I've always had on a personal level kind of a struggle to combine or use complexity and dynamism in the same uh, aspect. I think complexity is more uh, the the density of the smoke and 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 the the how how it how ample it feels in your palate and, and the and however ample it gets in your palate and the notes it generates because of of its amplitude and then flavor you can have a very lineal and very little dynamic uh, of a smoke but still get a lot of uh, an intense flavor through that lineal experience so flavor just literally flavors that you get you could get flavors. A, a, a high flavors and a very low um low body smoke sure you have you can have very little complexity very little changes and very little uh kind of density in that smoke and get a lot of you know floral notes just like a very lineal strong vanilla note um, sure. or you know cinnamon note but at the same time <clears throat> you can have a very subtle earthy tone very very subtle earthy tone maybe like nutty tone and have a very dense and complex uh smoke that you can feel like super chewy but at the same time it's just it's just that it's just chewy a little nutty a little earthy but not too impactful on the flavor so that's how i see it again it's very subjective what i think should be standard industry standard is strength when you talk about hey that's a full-bodied cigar when you just when you don't get into more details and you say it's a full bodied cigar, you're talking about strength. Gotcha. Now, if you say that's a strong cigar, but it has doesn't have too much too much body, well then we're talking about that density and, and complexity. All these terms go very close together. I think hand so. Hand. Yeah. But I think I think it's because a lot of people are are trying to to get on the same page when speaking about it and it there's no defined um i, I want to say rule book rule book or there's not a cigar alphabet or or, yeah. or dictionary that 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 can tell you well the body is this but it's not 100 proof it's not, it's not 50 proof <laughs> exactly so, so when you traditionally go and, and 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 you go on websites and you go on books and you say body um you traditionally say that's a full body cigar well that's a strong cigar gotcha good yeah Glad we said that. Just so, in case you didn't know, it's a little bit. That's you know, opinions maybe or some 
some efficacy behind that coming from Alex. We kind of talked a little bit about this, the uh, what's the difference, but what makes, like, why would I, as a consumer, look to my cigar pack to subscribe to? I got to know, like, what is it that I'm subscribing to? Give me the give me the essence of my cigar pack and the th- maybe the points. Again, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Nike, just do it. Why not? Just, just go um, for it. No, in all seriousness, uh, I think I, we, we covered this when we uh, spoke about it last time. I think there's it's a triple threat. There's a there's three big things. I can't pinpoint one specific thing because it can't overshadow the other the other two. There's there's three big things. And I think it's one are are the process process of speaking to the real experts and having their say in what is going to be in the curation. Um, you're talking to the manufacturer because you live in the DR, so you're right there. You're interacting yeah. with the manufacturers. You know what they have available and what they're interested in releasing, and what your clients are interested in in partaking in, right? Yeah, but mind you, we have Nicaragua, we have Honduras, we have people all over, and it's not just me sitting with them in Miami. There's people that live, you know, in LA and Texas and sure wherever so it's not just the dr it's but no obviously the dr helps it does with, help and your your industry relationships and your whole yeah. industry knowledge really helps this process of curating these packs it does so that they're right it does help but if if there's not if there's no constant communication with people all over the world that are that are part of this and let them have a say you know so sometimes we won't be in agreement sometimes i'll say hey i, I don't think you know, that cigar will be appropriate because of this and that. And we'll meet halfway. You know, we talked about sizing and, and ring gauges of things sure. that we've done before that some people did, a lot of people didn't like. And we learn from that. And we adapt. And the point is having the, the brands and the manufacturers have a say in the process and the curation process. I don't think it's it's just important. I think it's essential. Sure. To make a difference. And that that's one big thing. Two our our uh, our price point to quality uh you you bang for your buck there's i'm comfortable saying there's no other club no other structure out there that can give you the quality that we do there's there's a few that actually i think there's only one that's uh, priced a little more competitive than we are but they do a great job not saying names they do a fantastic job but they certainly don't put the attention to the details that we do in terms of packaging and and uh, and the whole line. Uh, that's uh, that's second one, and then the third one is the uh, attention to detail in terms of customer service, and that's should be I should have said it in 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 the first place. Our first thing is having everybody happy. If you're not happy, we gotta we gotta meet halfway. We gotta understand why you're not happy, and. You know, I'll, I'll point out where you should go to be happier in a in a amicable amicable way, um, because I want you to grow, it, whether it be with us, whether it be with somebody else. The whole idea is for you to learn and grow. You know, we've had subscribers say, "Hey, I I only like the the, the high end stuff, the fifteen dollar sticks." Well, I can't get you that for thirty five dollars. Right. I can't, can't get, get you five, five fifteen five fifteen dollar sticks. I mean, last month we had a twenty dollar stick and a seventeen dollar stick, and we usually our value is anywhere between our retail value before taxes, before just MSRP is usually anywhere between high forties to low seventies. So we've had packs be worth seventy two dollars, and we have 
traditional you know uh, ranges between 48 to like 64 you know we have amazing people that cover our reviews and you know you've done it yourself a lot of people have say hey this value here is uh is outstanding and i think uh, that's more drifted to the second thing that makes us different quality to you know, price to quality and and what you get but the third again i was saying customer service uh, making everybody happy our attention we're, we're always there 24 7. a lot of people do that too as well but i think that sets us apart uh, our intention the intentionality behind having everybody happy and having everything you know uh as it should be sure those are three big factors and obviously uh i can't say that is a differentiating factor with everybody but packaging with bovida is certainly essential yeah i even like the fact of what i just learned of you know to truly say that this is my cigar pack and then to say like well that when when you hit my card or when you charge me or when you ship me isn't working for me and i can change that yeah that's a my situation that's not a your situation that's yep. a my situation correct and if i can if I can benefit from making sure that it fits to my situation, kind of living up to its name, my cigar pack. Yep. This is my thing. When I, I like want it, it, where I want it. Sometimes right. I don't want it and that's fine. Right. Sometimes I don't like it and that's part of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so dude, thank you so much for just sitting down and explaining this. And obviously I hope you guys learned a little bit about Alex because that's probably the other hard part, right? Who's actually behind this stuff? Is it just a big conglomerate? Is it just somebody else? Is it a really interesting person? But obviously with Alex's history in the cigar world, living in the DR, working with all these different cigar manufacturers from every single country, that's amazing. I mean, just curation is unfortunate it is, is it's neither a big conglomerate or an interesting person sat to this point. <laughs> but, uh, we'll hey, let we're here. be the judge of the interesting part, man. I think it's pretty interesting. What about what's coming up and what can we look forward to in my cigar pack? And and obviously, uh, we got something else coming up. We're going live at noon. Uh, if you haven't, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this, go back to our YouTube page. We got some stuff that happens uh, where we unleash it live every Friday on the Bovida YouTube channel. Go check out that because we're going to get further in depth into probably what he's going to allude to, which is the Factory Direct. Wow. And that's a program that if you are a subscriber, you can get it. But if you're not, you can't get it. So you for need now, to yeah. be a subscriber for now. And you simply add it. There's a video that Alex has about that. I probably spoiled a little bit. No, no, Took your good. thunder, you good. maybe. But what, what what are we looking for from, you know, what else is coming out? Um, Well, I blushed a little bit because I'm uh, pretty excited for for what we got going on in the near future. A lot of a lot of big changes. Um, we've been simplifying and it's going to get more fun. Q1 of 2021, man, I can't wait for that. But right now we've got some cool things. Uh, something that really uh, prompted up real quick and very, uh, very spontaneous, in a very spontaneous fashion um, is Factory Direct. Factory Direct is not a, a novelty product. It is something that has existed um for many many years uh when i started working with the with the factory we were working on products that were literally called factory direct it is not a trademark uh name it is not a specialized name it is just a standard uh denotation of a product that is shipped from the factory no bands no no special branding behind it but just 
top quality smokes for people who who like to just you know learn about the factory and learn about the smokes themselves without dwelling too much and you know taking a picture for instagram on the band or, or collecting the right. band or just having a good experience unbanded cigar unbanded cigars i think the cool part is the factory that it's coming from yeah to me so with more and more cigar companies not telling you maybe mainly what's in the blend or maybe you know okay so it's nicaraguan but what vitola what this what that it's not being labeled because of certain things and restrictions. Yeah. So for me now to go and say, this is uh, like Edgar. Edgar yeah. is one of the first ones. Edgar hasn't been on the scene in a while, but when he does come on the scene, it is premium. So good. The cigars are yep. just so good. And these manufacturers in these factories, they need to become part of your repertoire of knowing who they are because you're experiencing like hochi if you knew all the cigars that hochi makes you'd be like wow i smoke a lot of hochi yeah and 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 even so it's 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 a uh, it's a streamline for people to try more cigars from that factory knowing that they're going to get the quality uh, or, or a specific uh, quality that they look for in a cigar so maybe you haven't tried anything from medgar or the next factories that we're going to do say you know aj you know rodriguez cigars ventura hochi you name them point is maybe you haven't really uh, dwelt too much on their cigars and you try these and you say hey they're on bandit but they're coming from that factory what else is coming from that factory and what you're paying for this is 23.75 so four dollars and change for a cigar that you can either take it to you know stick it in your mouth and go uh, mow your lawn or play some golf without really thinking of hey i'm smoking a uh, x cigar and 18 dollar cigar i gotta take care of it pictures for instagram my selfies and stuff like that don't think about it. Just smoke it. Enjoy it. We'll learn what people want from it. We want to, as you said, romanticize it a little more. And that's definitely a, a, a route. Obviously, love your feedback and something that we're going to dive into a little more. Right now, what we have is just basic details. What factory is coming from, the size, or we don't dwell too much on the blends because that's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference because there's not there's no production uh, there's not there's not a streamlined production behind that cigar because you can't produce that cigar in bulk to get it at that price. You know that the whole idea is let's get you the quality product. Let's get you cigars um, that you want to just enjoy and say, hey, I like this factory. I want to you know learn more about them, or just don't think about it. You're paying four dollars and change for a cigar that can cost you with a band fifteen dollars or twelve dollars or nine dollars. Um, this was born pretty quick. This was, uh, this was again, spontaneous project that came up. I wanted to do it ever since we started, but we didn't have the volume luckily. And thankfully I'm humbled, uh, that we've gotten to a point that we can start with factory direct. And I know a fraction of the subscriber base is going to hop on that. That's why the first batch we did only 330 packs, um, the way to, to get on Factory Direct is is really simple. You go on your profile and you click on Add Factory Direct. You don't have to pay anything. When your subscription renews, you're going to get the Factory Direct added. Uh, total uh, subscription plus Factory Direct is $10 for uh, 10 cigars for like 58 and change. So $34.99 plus $23.75 of the Factory Direct. Size that 10 top quality cigars for less than 60 bucks. Five are actually brands that you can go follow up and say, Hey, I like this. I want a box or I want more. I get it in cigar yard or I get it in my local B and M. Um, 
just again something that we always push uh, and then these five cigars uh, don't think about it too much maybe you want to think about it and maybe we're the ones that have to change our system and and, and give you more information um, we put up a prompt video and and YouTube introducing it and I just saw a comment I haven't answered it yet actually what if we liked it so much that we want a box well just contact me and if we have leftover I'll put four packs in a box and that'll be 20 and I'll ship it to you same price for that and cigar yard or something like that we'll figure it out the thing right. is let's figure it out tell me what you want and we'll do it maybe we can have we maybe we're gonna have to create a separate subscription just for factory direct maybe that's gonna be it for now add on for the subscribers five cigars top quality different factory every month it could be different bl blends different sizes right now we have three blends two two and one um, made by uh, Edgar and his factory Edgar Julian from uh, Pequeñas Producciones you've seen him you've seen him his uh, stuff in small batch and other places I know Rob is a big fan um, I'm not saying we're gonna have AJ next month but we may may have Hochi the month after that. We may have people like Ostos Fernandez, who is an industry veteran, uh, Manolo's uh, grandson, uh, big part of Quesada's uh, success for many, many years, moved on to work with uh, Cigar Rings, uh, Albert Montserrat Cigar Rings, great uh, uh, cigar band makers, uh, both in Nicaragua and Dominican Republic, and he may or may not be opening his new factory. And uh, he's got great repertoire tobacco that uh, all these factories you know are are making leaking so information. I don't know. Olsos may get upset with me. I don't know, but uh, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see, we'll see. And, and see if he makes his cigars and plays them in the packs. So in this first factory direct from Edgar, um, yeah. you are having three different types of blends in here, yeah. but I get five cigars. Yep. So obviously two of them are going to be doubled up. So I get at least all three different blends. Two, two, one. Okay. Is that always going to stay the same or could it be all of the same blend? Let's say AJ were to be the next month's pack, next month's factory. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying, let's say it's AJ and AJ says, all right, um, what we've talked is five different blends and I want to do two torpedoes, one Robusto, one Toro, and one Petite Corona. Each one is a different blend. We could do that. Perfect. Now, is there something that we're going to develop in an ongoing manner that it's going to identify these different blends? Could be. Depends on the on the reaction. If people say, hey, I'm paying $4 and change and I still don't want to think about it, cool, we'll keep it that way. Sure. But if people say, hey, I really like the cigar and I want to know what it is, then I'll have to talk to the manufacturer and say, hey, can we sell cigars at $4 and change and tell them what they kind of what they are? The answer is probably not. Maybe that's why we're, we're being able to sell it at that price sure. without you having to, oh, that is a... Bellas Artes Maduro, which is a nine or ten dollar stick. Maybe, sure, you know it's maybe well, the secret is part of the value. Exactly. Cool. Well, really appreciate you being here, flying all the way up here from the DR. <laughs> this is awesome. I hope you all enjoyed this. Obviously, if you're interested in my cigar pack, you can go to mycigarpack.com. Cigar Yard is linked to that. If you wanted to buy one stick, a box, a ten pack, a five pack, whatever you want available thank you alex so much for joining us thank you rob uh it's been amazing i'm gonna let you wrap it up because i know we gotta get to the uh the live everybody thanks for watching 
And uh, thanks for the support, everybody. No problem. You know where to find Bovida. You can go to bovidainc.com, head over to our YouTube. If you're listening to this on any uh, SoundCloud or uh, Spotify or any podcast platform, if you wanted to see the video, see more of what we got going on, head over to YouTube, subscribe. Obviously, check out our Friday Lives. Appreciate the support. And as always, thank you for tuning in to Box Press. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>